Making your Christmas lists to Santa, huh? Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, can I see? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, here you go. I'll read yours first, okay? <clears throat> Dear Santa, how are you? I am fine. How was your summer? How is Mrs. Claus? I was a very good Japanese pocket squirrel this year, and I hope you bring me lots and lots of peanut butter for Christmas. Peanut butter. Yay! <laughs> Love your style, kid. I like peanut butter because it's yummy. I wish I could have peanut butter every day. But Mark is a cheapskate and keeps the peanut butter where we can't get it. Milo gets mad and shits in Mark's slippers when Mark won't let us have peanut butter. I think Mark is a mean and cranky stupid head. So I'm glad Milo shits in Mark's slippers. I barfed in Mark's slippers once, but it was because I accidentally ate a bug on purpose. But it did not taste like peanut butter, though. Please say hello to Rudolph for me, Santa. Does Rudolph like peanut butter? If I got peanut butter for Christmas, I would share my peanut butter with Rudolph. Unlike Mark, who is a tightwad stupid head. Have a safe flight, Santa. Love, Eco. Well, uh, <clears throat> that's, um, uh, th that's a very nice letter, Eco, and uh, I promise to not be a stupid head anymore, okay? So, Milo. Are you done with your letter? Can I read it? Oh, oh, you made a drawing with yours, huh? Splendiferous. Well, let's see what you got here. Hi, Santa. It's me, Milo. How are you? I am fine. How is Mrs. Claus? I was a very good Japanese pocket squirrel this year, and I'd like lots and lots of peanut butter for Christmas. Peanut butter... Yay. Uh, y you know, guys, I, I sense a theme here. Theme! <laughs> <laughs> Santa, I love peanut butter so much, I would eat it every day. But Mark is a giant butthead, and he won't share his peanut butter with me and my sister, Eko, who is also a Japanese pocket squirrel. Eco loves peanut butter, too, and one time she got really mad at Mark for not giving us any peanut butter, and so she barfed in his slippers. Eco told butthead Mark she accidentally ate a bug, and that's why she barfed. 
But I think she ate the bug on purpose because Mark is a cheapskate, skinflint, stingy butthead. Hey, Santa, I can name all of your reindeers because I memorized them. And yes, but also, I drawed you a picture of them. Their names are Dapper and Smasher and Fancy and Nixon, Vomit and Pukin and Goner and Shitten. Oh, and please don't bring chunky peanut butter because the sharp corners make it hurty when I poop in Mark's slippers. Thanks, Santa. Don't take any wooden nickels. Ha 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 ha. Love, Milo. Well, uh, you know, apart from being called a butthead... Butthead. Right. Stingy butthead. But, uh, yeah, Milo, that's a a very nice letter indeed. And and I think Santa will be impressed with uh, both of your letters, guys. Oh, oh, Milo's drawing was your idea, Eco? Well, that certainly explains a lot. Uh, Anyway, let's, uh, let's have a look here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love your drawing, Milo. It's very nice, uh, especially since you don't have thumbs. Uh, b- b- tell me, though, is, uh, is that supposed to be me being run over by Santa's sleigh? And did you draw my head to look like a butt? Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> very, very funny, guys. Very, very funny. But uh, do you think Santa will think it's funny to tease someone before Christmas? Santa already knows I'm a butthead? Oh, he does, does he? Well, yeah. Because he knows when I am sleeping? And he knows when I'm awake? What? You wrote to Santa to tell him I was a butthead? Well, I guess that explains the lump of coal and bag of switches I got last year. But anyway, guys, how about we uh, just forget the letters to Santa and uh, we just sit back here and listen to this year's Fusebox Clip Show. Sound good? Huh? Fun, right? Huh? That's right. Sounds, doesn't it? Huh? Clip show! Boo! What the fuck? A trifecta here from Fusebox number 195. Is it in? Clearly, it's not. Alright, wait, wait a minute here. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, so try it now. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah, go, go ahead. Oh. How's the sound out there? Am I, uh, coming through clearly? I can't really tell in here. I, I don't think the hand, uh, is so bad. Oh, yeah. Sounding great. There, there's one area that burns me up, bro. The rising cost of free porn? Wait a minute. Is that a thing? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, wow. Scared me there for a second. No, uh, and, and I get it. I really do. Security is a major thing these days, and, and we need to be as uh, locked up tight as we can get it. 
But bro, for me, all these added security measures, all they seem to do is keep me out of my own shit. Yeah. I mean, how many times has that happened to you? You know, you're going to some site, like maybe your bank or whatever, and, and then for some damn reason, known only to the giant manis aliens overseeing this calamity, evidently, you can't log in. Then they present you with security questions, and suddenly, none of them seem to apply to you at all. So you're stuck until you wrangle some support person, usually on the other side of the world, who is speaking through a tube sock and asking you if your computer is plugged in. I hear you, Mr. Keynes. I, I actually had that exact experience, minus the tube sock speaking customer support person. Yeah, and despite all those uh, protections, we still get hacked upside down and backwards. These companies are getting blasted into more and more lately. And I'll tell you the real clue is the amount of time that passes between the actual event of them getting blasted into and then the public notice that, oh, by the way, we were blasted into. A lot of times we're told about these data breaches like months after they occurred and uh, supposedly patched. Well, I guess that's some kind of weak effort to not get folks nervous about their uh, information being stolen. Yeah, well, bad plan, bro. Yeah. They get nervous anyway. Then half of the time you're sent these uh, apologies from the breached companies in the form of, you know, free offers to have your credit report monitored or some service that uh, watches out for your personal info being sniffed at. <laughs> well, <laughs> that too has happened to me. Yeah, me too. Like, like just six months ago, bro. I'm not sure what the solution is to this. I mean, I, like many folks, I use a, a, a password manager. I, I like uh, 1Password myself as it doesn't uh, track or use any funny embedded crap or otherwise misrepresent itself. I mean, with all the signing in and logging on we have to do every day, you need something to help manage uh, that uh, password flurry. And uh, no, he hasn't been paid for that 1Password plug. Uh, no, no, I have not. The point is... It's it's the world we live in, and it's it's a bit more of an effort living in it these days than ever before, despite the claims of wondrous technological advances, and seemingly not getting any easier anytime soon. Well, uh, thanks so much for that optimistic message of hope and happiness. My pleasure. <laughs> Yes, it's time once again to journey to the land of turquoise and pink, a place of baffling mysteries and imbecilic human behaviors, and things like this. Dateline Miramar. Friends, here's a heartwarming story of a chap who became overcome with nostalgia for his alma mater and wanted to revisit it in the weirdest way possible. Security cameras at a South Florida high school show 21-year-old Matthew Crandall vandalizing Miramar High School over the course of 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Footage shows Crandall 
causing flooding in the hallways, vandalizing classrooms, hallways, and walls, causing approximately $100,000 in damages, according to police. During uh, the spree of destruction, Crandall was only wearing a hat and headphones. <laughs> Perfect. Wonder what was playing on the headphones. Break on through to the other side by the doors. <laughs> <laughs> now we will leave the air. The Fusebox Show.com. morning. Yeah, that's good. Yes, sir, it looks good. Oh. Fuse box, a show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Hey, buddy, it's me. Listen, I'm uh, running a little late. My appointment to uh, get my back waxed uh, got bumped back. So uh, I'm headed to the studio now. Oh, no sweat, bro. Oh, and uh, Happy New Year. Say, how about uh, swinging by Suicide Sally's and picking us up a tot platter to go? I got some uh, cold ones on ice and thought maybe, you know, we'd uh, raise a glass. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Whoa. What the hell's going on? Bill, what the heck is going on there? I have no idea, bro. H hang on. All right, now, now, all right. What's that, guys? What's that? NFTs? You think we can get rich by creating NFTs? Non-fungible tokens. A unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a blockchain, which is a form of digital ledger? And you say that NFTs can be associated with reproducible digital files, such as photos, videos, and audio? And that NFTs use a digital ledger to provide a public certificate of authenticity or proof of ownership, but do not restrict the sharing or copying of the underlying files? And the lack of interchangeability distinguishes NFTs from blockchain cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin. And because NFTs are all the rage right now, with people who have more money than sense, millennials, 40-year-old comic book collectors living in their parents' basement, hippies, and podcasters who can't get dates, Fusebox should get on the bandwagon so we can rake in millions and millions of dollars, or at least delude ourselves into thinking it's possible. Wow, that's amazing! Wow, you're gonna buy a peanut butter farm, huh? Oh, and a rocket ship? <sighs> nice little dudes. You know, I think I'm gonna buy Elvis's DNA and maybe, uh, you know, bring him back to life. <laughs> well, what are we waiting for, dudes? Let's go make some NFTs. Come on! NFTs! 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 NFTs!
Milt? Guys? Hello? Hello? Hey, guys, are you there? <sighs> yeah, yeah. 2022. It's gonna be a great year. A couple of ratty remembrances from number 189. Jerk in the box. I just wanted to take a moment and uh, mention that on one of the... Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hear a tapping here. Oh, hey, Eco, what's up? What's that? Who passed away? Magawa the giant African pouched rat? Uh, oh, this is a press release? This rat has a press agent? Well, uh, let me see. Um, this is... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard of this little guy. Um, well, do tell. We're sitting on pins and needles over here. Well, this is rather sad news, but uh, on the other hand, great, too, in terms of what the little guy accomplished. So, uh, Magawa was known as a hero rat because of his record-breaking ability to sniff out landmines. Now, they have records for rats sniffing out landmines, huh? Why not? They have records for everything else. Uh, it says here that uh, Magawa's legacy will, quote, live on for decades to come in the lives he has helped to save, said Rebecca Buckingham from the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals. He was dubbed a hero rat after he sniffed out more than 100 landmines and other explosives in uh, Cambodia. But after a short retirement... Uh, Magawa died Sunday, according to the Belgian-based charity Apopo, which uh, trained him in Tanzania before assigning him to the Southeast Asian country in 2016. Michael Hyman, uh, Apopo's Cambodia program manager, said, The African giant pouched rat was physically strong, so every day he searched more land than any other rat and found more landmines than others, and because the handlers loved him so much... They utilized him more than others, which is also a factor in why he found so many items. Popo announced in a uh, press release in June of last year, Magawa's retirement. They also said that uh, Magawa had found a total of 71 landmines and 38 unexploded ordinances, making him the most successful mine-clearing rat ever. Over his uh, five-year career, he helped to clear more than 225,000 square feet of land. <laughs> Holy carp. Yeah, and, and uh, listen to this. Uh, using an excellent sense of smell and memory, the rats can search an area the size of a tennis court in 30 minutes, something that would take a human with a metal detector up to four days. It's, uh, it's also said that they are uh, light enough so as to not set off the, the mines. So they can waddle across the things without, uh, of course, setting them off. They're taught to ignore scrap metal and only sniff out explosives. And evidently, uh, they take about uh, nine months to uh, train. Hell, I think we should replace some senators with these African giant pouched rats. I mean, these critters get shit done, bro. You know, some would argue, Mr. Keynes, that the... There are already far too many rats in the halls of Congress. <laughs> but I digress. Here's a uh, frightening stat. 
An estimated 5 million landmines were laid in Cambodia during a uh, civil war in the Southeast Asian country between 1975 and 1998, mainly in the northern region along the Thai border, leaving agricultural land unsafe to farm and impacting communities and livelihoods. More than uh, 386 square miles of land are still contaminated. Hyman said that uh, Magawa's handlers had noticed a decline in his agility and movement owing to his uh, old age. The creature was eight at the time he died, the equivalent of 100 in human years, he added. Now, how the hell do they do that math? <laughs> Who decides what the equivalent age is to a rodent? Is there some kind of formula or spreadsheet laying out all the different species and their age equivalents to humans? This really bothers you, doesn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, Magawa was uh, awarded a gold medal for his life-saving work by the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals, a British veterinary charity, in uh, 2020. He was the first rat to receive the award. Hey, I wonder if he had, like, a little display case for his medal. You know, in his cage. You know, something he'd admire as he's eating cheese or whatever the hell an African giant pouched rat eats. You know, I'd guess after a career of service like that, anything he wants. Dateline! Clearwater! So two Florida women are each facing a felony burglary charge after allegedly perpetrating a 3 a.m. glitter attack on a male victim, police report. <laughs> hey, were they shooting those silver candy ball bearings, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably in their plans for later, you know? Uh, investigators say Sarah Franks and Caitlin O'Donovan arrived early morning at the Clearwater residence of Jacob Colon and began arguing with him while he was standing on his fenced balcony. Wait a minute. His name is Colin? Yeah, Colin. Huh. <laughs> Franks and Donovan allegedly each threw a container of glitter at Colin, who was struck, quote, in the upper torso and head. Arrest affidavits do not reveal the nature of the argument or the relationship between the parties. Oh, I'm sure it had to do with, you know, discovering the one true self and unraveling the cosmic mysteries of time-space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was it. <laughs> so, uh, after pelting Colin... Franks climbed over the ground-level fence and entered Colin's apartment, where she, quote, engaged the victim again by throwing more containers of glitter at him. Franks then allegedly unlocked the front door to allow O'Donovan to enter the residence. Once inside, O'Donovan threw additional containers of glitter at Colin, and upon completing the glitter bombing, Franks kicked a window in Colin's residence until it broke. The pair then drove away from the apartment complex. Since it appears Colin was uh, able to identify his assailants, police arrested Franks and O'Donovan about an hour after the glitter attack. The getaway car, police reported, was tracked back to the duo's home. The auto was, quote, 
still warm to the touch, and glitter was observed on the inside of the vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Franks bonded out of jail after posting a $75,000 bond. O'Donovan remains in custody at the Pinellas County lockup. A judge has ordered both women to have no contact with Cullen. Yeah, just another night in paradise, folks. (laughs) Meet the newest victim, a member of the Fusebox team from number 191, Face the Spatula. Take it away, Mr. Keynes. Okay, the wheel of misfortune is about to speak. The number the wheel stops on will be the number of questions I get to ask you, Regina. Now, you can choose not to answer any question, but if you do, you must face the spatula. Okay, but what does that mean exactly? It means... It means you get a smack on the neck with the spatula. That's what it means. Well, what if I like facing the spatula? <laughs> well, we got a player here, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did not see that coming. Also from 191, here's a story from the legendary What the Fuck Florida collection. Yes, and lastly, but surely right here at the end, is this tale of animal husbandry. In the most literal way possible, 20-year-old Christopher Meader of St. Petersburg was arrested after allegedly violating multiple stuffed animals in a local Target store. (laughs) Meader meandered to the Target toy aisle, clearly with a divine mission propelling him forward, friends. And once reaching the aforementioned toy aisle, began dry-humping a stuffed Olaf doll, then ejaculated on it. After defiling the Olaf doll, he uh, placed it back on the shelf, grabbed a large stuffed unicorn, and began to dry-hump it as well. Police arrived and arrested Meter in the store shortly after the incident, and uh, he was arrested on criminal mischief charges. Yeah, that's some uh, criminal mischief right there. Uh, you know, that dry cleaning bill is going to be a bitch. Well, let's just hope that young Timmy wasn't in the adjacent aisle and got an eyeful of awful. Hey, mommy! Hey, mommy! Like a fire, bro. Like a fire. And that's a holiday wrap for us, folks. We do have uh, one other show for the year coming up in two weeks. So uh, stay right where you are for that one. No, really. Stay right where you are. On behalf of Milt Keynes, Jeff Pollard, and Regina Carroll, I just want to thank the following folks for making our 2022 a year of joyous noises in spite of the cacophony of kooks out there. Carol Adams, Enrique Andrada, John Barber, Todd Britt, Levi Buchanan, Timothy Greenwood, Richard Holton, Keith Houghton, Devin James, Nico Lane, Aaron Lane, 
Jody Lorimer, Kenzie Main, Sabra May, Bruce Miles, Sam A. Mowry, Eric Newsom, Frank Edward Nora, Dre O'Brien, Bob Sterry, Mago Weston, and Gregory Wilson. A big, nearly end of the year thanks to you friends for uh, supporting the efforts here, either by your generous pushing of play on each episode as it poots forth, or by uh, joining the throngs of enlightened ones uh, joining us on Patreon, where, <laughs> as we say, secrets of the universe will be revealed. Happy holidays, everybody. Indeed, my friend, indeed. I have been your stuffing the Christmas stockings with stockings host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse box.